Everybody, how are you doing today? My name is Charlie. You might know me better as sci-fi fantasy writer C.E. Dorset, especially if you're reading my new book, Crucify My Love, which is out as a Kindle pa- as a Kindle ebook, a paperback, and a podcast. Just search for Mask of the Gods, which is the name of the book series, wherever you're listening to this podcast, and it should be there. And if it's not, let me know, because I need to fix that, because it should be everywhere. Alright, so Today, I wanted to talk about a topic that I see a lot of people in the writing community actually talking about, and that's writing to music. Why? What kind of music? And why? (laughs) So before we get started, if you haven't already, please rate this podcast in whatever app you're listening to me on, so long as it lets you do that. That helps me a lot. lot. (laughs) That helps me out a lot. It tells the algorithm to share me with more people, and that helps the podcast to grow. And if you haven't already, go ahead and subscribe. That also is awesome, and you won't miss an episode of the podcast, because I do this every day, Monday through Friday. So, music. I see a lot of writers asking this question about whether other writers listen to music while they're writing, and if so, what? I personally can't imagine the creative process without music. Many of the stories and books that I write are either inspired by or um, heavily influenced by a song that starts the whole process going. When I wrote The Chain, well, actually, let's go back to... uh, um, Liquid Sky. Liquid Sky was was originally called Empires when I started writing on it, and it was inspired by a song by the band Queensryche by the same name. As the story evolved, and it took quite some time to write it, they released another album called Q2K with the song Liquid Sky on it. And listening to that song, I felt like it was kind of telling the story of the book in a way, and I really liked it and thought that it really fit the end of how that series was meant to go, and so adopted that for the name. Shine Like Thunder was inspired by some events that were going on in my life, because I was very ill at the time, which is why the character is very ill and dealing with a lot of chronic pain. You notice that is a theme in my writing. Um... The name of the song actually comes from a Sisters of Mercy song called Temple of Love. In the Temple of Love, shine like thunder. In the Temple of Love, cry like rain. In the Temple of Love, hear my calling. The Temple of Love is falling down. And I almost named the book um, Temple of Love because I thought that that really fit the story. But shine like thunder worked so well for that book that that's actually where the title came from even though the song has the song was not an inspiration for the story 
the chain kind of skipping ahead here the chain was inspired by the duran duran song comes undone and when i was originally writing it my early drafts were actually called immaculate dream and i really liked that title um i eventually changed it to breath and skin which is another line from that song and eventually settled on the chain and that's also inspired by a fleetwood mac song that i felt embodied what the story was about in a way a bit more than comes on come on you know come undone did but yeah and of course crucify my love is inspired by an extra pan song by the same name though it bears little resemblance to the song when you actually look at what happens in the book left some but not not entirely the original germ of the idea came from there though and that's not an uncommon thing for me a lot of my short stories and a lot of the work that i've done over the years has a song at its heart in fact the follow-up to crucify my love is a song called is a book called sanctify my sins which was the title at least was inspired by the song sanctify by years and years which if you haven't heard you definitely need to listen to it's a great song and one of my favorites but inspiration is a hard thing to catch and it's a hard thing to grab onto i'm not one of those people that's inspired by by real life events they don't inspire they don't trick me into thinking of a story often they will make me want to investigate and find out what actually happened but they don't usually make me want to write a story about them in my process what often happens is i'll get an idea or an image in my head that comes from a lyric very often a lyric there's a story that i've been kind of bouncing around forever based on um the song heaven and hell and the song crucif um um children of the sea by black sabbath and i i've been playing around with this idea forever and it's in there it just hasn't formed in a way that i feel like it's worth writing but it's just little evocative provocative images that come to mind while i'm listening and i think it's because my imagination is fairly cinematic and what i mean by that this is very important especially if you're a creative person is try to figure out how your imagination works when i say that mine is cinematic i have kind of a hazy visual of everything that happens in a story and when i'm writing very often i'm kind of seeing a movie projected in my mind and trying to write down and chronicle what i'm seeing and over the years in my craft i've learned to slow down the images so that i can do more detailed description and whatnot and really dig into them and i used to believe that all writers wrote like that until i met a lot of writers over the years and then i found out that no i'm kind of weird when it comes to that but at least i'm in good company terry brooks generally writes has that experience when he writes or so he says in his book sometimes the magic works where I really feel like I'm chronicling something else. Stephen King also talks about this a lot as well, that he feels like he's writing down someone else's story, that the story is coming through him, not from him. 
this is one of the reasons why I think music is so powerful in every part of writing from inspiration through to the writing itself. I'll very often when I'm trying to write a scene with a particular emotion, put on music that evokes that feeling in me to help me capture how that feels. Because if I'm feeling it, it's easier for me to describe it. So fear, love, loss, happiness, those are easy things to find and create a playlist around and really get a visceral experience of. Cause that's the power that music has that not even short stories or flash f- fiction, some flash fiction I think can pull this off, but I don't think it's as easy to do with, without a soundtrack because often it's more than the lyrics. It's the actual notes. It's the music that goes along with it that really inspires the feeling and the power that can move through you. And no matter what kind of a writer you are, whether you're a visual writer like I am, or you have a much more cerebral process, which very often I wish I did because I'd like to be able to think stories through a little bit better than I do on the first go. It would make rewrites and edits and revision a lot easier. But when you're trying to figure out what kind of a writer you are, music can actually be a very good technique for that. Because for me, music takes me away. I can put on an album or a soundtrack and just kind of close my eyes And this entire story will play out in front of my head where characters will come in and out and they may be original or characters from a story I'm working on or characters from a series that I like. But I can often really just kind of escape into the music that way and see it play out in front of me. It's one of my favorite things to do. And one of the things that I do a lot to recharge as a writer, because it's really letting my imagination play and not being constricted by any need to write down what I'm seeing or what's going on in there. None of the typical rules of story apply. My imagination can just run wild and have its fun. And if you've never tried that I don't know how well that will work for other writers, especially writers that aren't, you know, a visual writer like I am. But I think you should give it a try and see what happens. Just let your mind go wild, daydream, and see what happens. You may be pleasantly surprised. One of the reasons I think so many authors are asking their fellows about this process, at least this is my reading between the lines. I I do see a lot of fear in these statements that it almost feels to some of us as if we're using the music as a crutch, that we're using it as something to prop us up and make us feel more creative than we are. But I don't think that that's the case. Music is something that is common to our species, and we probably learn to sing before we learn to talk. And there's some research into that that shows that that may have been a possibility that our voices developed the way that they did because our earliest forms of communications were through whistles and song 
and that shaped who we are as a species. And whether or not that's true, culture is dominated by music. It, it's one of those ways that I kind of know when I see my people, when I can talk about a band that I like. And I see people light up or start talking about their favorite songs from that artist, especially when it's an obscure artist like Pompeii 88 or someone like that. When I see somebody actually get it, like, you know, I originally named this when I started using Project Shadow initially as my blog name way back in the early 2000s. I did so because I wanted to come up with a really cool name and I didn't want to use my name because you know, see Dorset with two T's, people could misspell it. And I had a mix playing at the time, and a song by Shadow Project came on, and that's why I picked the name that I did. And it's amazing, every now and then, I, I will have somebody just send me a message saying, are you a Shadow Project fan? And I have to clarify whether they're talking about Sonic or the band. And... <laughs> It's one of those odd moments of connection because music is an expression of who we are, even when it's not music that we wrote. We identify with the sounds that we love and with the tonal landscapes that have shaped us and inspired us to be the people that we are. Now, I have a huge base of music that I like, and I love everything from pop, some country, I love rap, like a lot of British rap and grime music, but my home will always be in rock, hard rock, and various forms of metal, because that's where I grew up, and that's where I feel most myself listening to that kind of music. And it's not because of the aggression it's the tonality of it. It just sounds like home. It's what I grew up with. It's what my sister used to play. You know, when she gave me her albums when I was a little kid, and it was albums by Yes and Kiss and, you know, <laughs> Foreigner and all that <laughs> great music of the 70s and 80s, early 80s. And it's something that really shaped me as to who I am and shaped my attitudes towards the world. And I think we need to take that into effect when we are working to music. It's not so much that it's the tones that are being played. Music, well, let me take this from a different angle. Writing is always about entering an undiscovered country. We don't know what is going to be on the page, no matter how well you have outlined. And trust me, when I first got started writing, I outlined every beat in every scene, often including some snippets of dialogue that I knew I wanted to have. My outlines were very detailed. But even when I was a strict, strict outliner, the stories would still find ways to surprise me in the little details that cropped up in the telling, and sometimes would go off the path that I had set for it and do something completely different. And that's okay. And I think at least for me, 
yes, having the music play while I'm working, while I'm entering that creative field. Yeah, it helps with the emotion, it helps with the tone, and it helps with all of that. But I also think that it's a certain amount of comfort to have with me. It's something that I'm familiar with. I don't like listening to new music when I write. I like to listen to music that I know, that I'm familiar with. And that's because I'm doing something I'm uncomfortable with. No matter how much I write, no matter how much I know my characters or my setting or my world or my story, it's entering this dark world where I never really know what's going to happen. And there's a sense of foreboding, at least in me, when looking at that cursor on the screen as I'm writing my story into Scrivener. And having the music on in the background is like having an old friend that can come with you. And yes, hopefully inspire and motivate and keep you moving. But more than anything else, someone to hold your hand as you're walking through this dark, dimly lit forest, seeking meaning from the random words that are coming through your head, seeking some purpose in the images that are fluttering through your mind and the words these characters are saying. While you're running around in this place where anything can happen, and no matter how safe you feel the story is that you're going in, at any time it could take an unexpected turn for the better or for the worse, and often you don't know until you finish the project whether the decisions that you made were right or wrong. There's a lot of uncertainty and doubt that comes into the process while you're actually writing. We don't talk about it that way, but it's really a valuable part of the process. It's something that I think, you know, plotters try to work out of the system. But as somebody who used to be an avowed, very strict plotter, I don't think it's possible to write all of the ambiguity and uncertainty out of a story. It will always find a way to creep back in either with that unexpected line of dialogue or that strange detail that you notice when you're, you know, showing what a person looks like or what's going on in the room. And having that friend, having that comfort of something that you know, something that you're familiar with going along with you down that journey, I think that can be very helpful. Now, learning what kind of music is good for you at what point, like one of the things that I've noticed is when I'm editing, I either want music on that I know so well that the words just fade into the background and I'm capable to do that, able to do that, or is just strict instrumental because I'm wanting to focus on the words in front of me and not the words in the song. And that's something that I've learned about my own process over the years. Now, you may be totally different. A lot of people listen to podcasts like this that talk about writing and how we, we writers do what we do. And their goal is to learn. And hopefully I did teach you something and hopefully you did learn something. But if I can impart any wisdom to you at all, take everything with a grain of salt if what I'm saying doesn't resonate with you, that's great. 
that doesn't mean that there's something wrong with you. It just means that your methodology, that your style is different from mine. And that's wonderful. We need that difference in the world. It's what makes our stories so fantastically vibrant and distinct from one another. So hopefully this has helped you. It's kind of more of a meditation on music and writing than it is like a practicum. But I don't think that there is really practical advice here. Um, I will link in the show notes the two main playlists that I use when I write. One is called The Rotation, and that is a little bit of everything from rock to metal to rap to reggae to pop, country, what whatever I'm listening to. It's a much larger playlist because of that. And the other is called um, Rock Rotation. And that's just rock, goth, metal, stuff like that. Um, dark wave, um, some industrial music. some There's some techno in there, but it's more the rock side of techno. Um, music. Electronic music. But again, more on the rock side. If you like any of the songs that are on those playlists, definitely grab them and put them in your own library. I change those playlists a lot. And that's the other, the last thing I want to leave you with is don't let your playlist go stale. The reason I called both of these the rotation is when a song hits the right spot, it goes onto the list. As soon as it doesn't hit me just right, it, it falls off the list. And so I'm always adding and taking songs off of these lists so that every time I turn them on, they are the best songs for me in that moment. So I'll definitely link those in the, sh in the show notes. Hopefully that's helpful for you. If you haven't already and you enjoyed this podcast, please um, rate it in whatever app you're listening to me on. If you've got a couple bucks you can throw my way, in the show notes, you'll see a link for community support. If you click that, you can join the project at the one, five or $10 a month levels. That money helps me do everything that I do. And thank you to everyone who does that. If you don't have any money, that's fine. Trust me. I understand. Um, but if you know anybody you think would like this podcast, please share it with them. That helps out a lot. As you've probably heard, I, we also accept voice messages. If you have a voice, if you have a question, comment or topic you'd like to hear discussed on the show, please Click the link in the show notes and send me a voice message. Keep it clean so I can use it on the show. And feel free to promote your current work if you want to, but do it at the end, not at the beginning. Question comes first. Um, and maybe I'll use it on the show. You can find me on Twitter. I'm C.E. Dorset on Twitter and Instagram. You can find links to everything that I do over at ProjectShadow.com. Until next time, don't forget... Have the fun. Bye.